uh, Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh, she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by, I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer. And uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian. I never thought, he never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hardworking Macedonian peasants and the way they were able to reach out and uh, steal on Wednesday, July 15, Macedonians went to the polls to vote in parliamentary elections in the middle of a pandemic. After over three years of rule by the Socialist Party of Zoran Zaev, in which Macedonia saw its name forcibly changed, much of its identity denied, a great deal of its history and heritage bargained away, and numerous concessions made without merit or necessity to the minority ethnic Albanian parties in Macedonia, Macedonians had an opportunity to reject Zayev and his far-left agenda. And what happened? First, the turnout was low, hovering around 50% and about a full 15% below the 2016 elections. This was due to many factors, the largest being the continuing coronavirus pandemic, which has now claimed almost 425 Macedonian lives. Next, the State Election Commission website crashed just as the votes were being counted, leading to many questions. Third, there there were the usual charges of fraud. And fourth, the election results were incredibly close. According to preliminary results, Zayev's socialist received 46 seats and Vumar received 44. For a man in a hurry and wanting to hold the elections as quickly as possible, Zayev is now oddly not in a hurry. In fact, he is on vacation and will not discuss possible government partners until after the Linden holidays. Meanwhile, Ali Ahmeti, terrorist-turned-party leader, is shouting as loudly as he can that he is the kingmaker, and will insist that his party, which received the largest blocks, block of votes among Macedonia's minority Albanian parties, have as their, quote, prize, unquote, an ethnic Albanian prime minister of Macedonia. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tritan Sulimano from Skopje, Macedonia, where we're still counting the votes since <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, let's see. Who, this is, you know, it's like a 2000 election here with, uh, although no hanging chads. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, what was the other vote? Uh, oh, I know, the New York vote uh, that, with it, uh, um, Elliot Engel finally uh, conceded oh, yeah. and after four four weeks or so. So, yes, uh it, it's not just you. It's not you. It's us. It's mm. not just you all that are slow in counting votes. It's uh, it's just kind of the way things are going in quote unquote democracy. So, yeah, Iowa was like that. But no, we are actually very fast. We normally have the results few hours after the polls close, and I'm talking even the detailed, like the uh, individual uh, polling station where you live with an address. Right. Uh, and uh, we still don't have that. So it's a uh, wow very suspicious complete collapse of the system which has practically you know coupled with everything else that's been going on for years really turned everybody off from politics and everybody's uh, okay it's, it's rigged it's a setup and uh, people are like think this is a complete sham well right yeah so so that's what's going on i mean that's frankly and again you know misery loves company uh so hmm. let's all join in on the misery uh it's it's happening in macedonia it's happening in, in the united states it's happening in all i think mostly in, in many western democracies and the the institutions of democracy are being challenged trust is eroding rapidly uh for a whole variety of reasons and we could do a whole other podcast on that but let's start and set the stage we're recording this on Sunday, July 19, four days after the elections. This will drop on Monday, July 20. Uh, just from a purely process point of view, uh, right now, while they're still counting votes, as you say, the uh, SEC, State Election Commission, has received a number of challenges from a number of parties. Yes. I think Vumero demanded an entire hand recount. Uh, but there's challenges from other parties as well. And so... What have we got here? We got a, a, a two-week period where the SEC has to address these complaints before they can officially certify result, the results. Is that correct? 
Yeah, they can respond by tomorrow, uh, and they're rejecting in uh, mass the other complaints, which are, I mean, not very uh, borne out. Mm. Uh, the Vumero request is the most serious one, which is to do a manual recount of every single vote because of the, you know, the website crashing. Uh, right. We did not get the results in time. A, a, a hacking attack at the same time happening against Time Mucca, the news uh, site aggregator, which mm -hmm. many are turning to for news at the moment. So then the results from the State Electoral Commission are coming through unorthodox uh, communication lines, which nobody believes like TV stations close to Zaev and uh, um, although Time Mac is also close to Zaev but at least it represents everybody in a big pile and uh, all the websites. This way, you know, nobody could believe, could trust the the results which were coming. At one point the SEC had a, a camera turned onto a computer where they were inputting <laughs> their results. On YouTube. And, yeah, it was right, a yeah. it was a joke. So oh, and then, depends, then they uh, yeah. then they up, upload results on Google Docs as well. Uh, yeah, they uh, they did, but I mean by 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 now it was too late. I mean they, they, yeah. usually we get the results within a few hours. Publish the results, the preliminaries, uh, in uh, the next day in the evening, and you know for our circumstances, by then everybody was assured this is uh, rigged, this is being hacked. Uh, although you know to be fair the main parties who are doing independent counting, they say there was not mm -hmm. that much of an issue of ballot stuffing or falsely reporting results from one municipality to the central core, as much, you know, Vimera says, as there was uh, bribery, which does not uh, lead to uh, cancelling the vote in a, let's say, in a Roma neighborhood in Skopje, where you see people walking around and with, uh, you know, uh, handing out cash to voters. On election day, this was going mm -hmm. on. This is how Zaev managed to reduce the difference um, and the uh, losing margin among against uh, among ethnic Macedonians against Vimera. But you know, this does not lead to a recount. This leads to arrests and persecution of people who did this, but not to a recount. Recount. So the parties are saying we need to make the make sure that the process is uh, you know let, let's count every vote by hand. They're not. Uh, claiming uh, a huge fraud uh, that would overturn the results, but the public has completely, you know, people are, uh, I can't say the words in a family-friendly podcast which people are saying when discussing yeah. this. this. This is a, a complete right. uh, co a collapse of the system, of the electoral system, which was one of the few things we had going for us before. Right. So... Now let's let's take a step back. So so by so we said two weeks that you said they're starting to address some of these complaints and whatnot. Anyway, we've got a we've got a couple of weeks before they'll officially mm. certify the results. As I mentioned in the monologue, mm. Zoran Zaev has decided that uh, he's not in a hurry after all and is on vacation somewhere in Macedonia since he can't mm. leave the country because of the restrictions due to the coronavirus. Either uh, other countries have said no, you can't come into our country, or uh, there's restrictions within Macedonia itself. So anyway, he's a man in his own prison, so to speak. Uh, waiting for the official results. At this point, it would seem to be that uh, President uh, Stevo Pendorovsky, who is uh, a member or was a member technically of Citizen and uh, Zoran Zaev, Zoran Zaev's party, will uh, probably, in all likelihood, hand the mandate over to Citizen. Although I think it's worth pointing out, well, a couple of things. First, 50% turnout, roughly. Uh, 51, 52 perhaps, down 15% from the 2016 elections. Both Vumaro and Sotosom received a lot less votes, uh, I think largely due in part to the yeah. coronavirus. People were understandably, if you know, skittish about coming out and voting during the middle of a pandemic. Uh, but we got to remember that Sotosom campaigned at a pre-election uh, agreement with uh, the, the small ethnic Albanian minority party, mm -hmm. BESA, uh, and as I'm looking at results now, they got about 327,000 votes together, the two parties. Yeah. Vomero got 315,000 for a difference of 12,000. What that means, basically, is that Vomero, again, if you were to strip yeah, away sure. the BESA votes, and uh, Vomero, again, won, yeah, as they did in 2016, as they have every year since 2002, from a purely, looking at it, purely at the maths, as our British friends say. 
but but even even as a as a bad yeah, I mean, BSE is going to caucus uh, independently. They're not going to sit with HDSM in the same uh, party group in parliament. Uh, they will probably support HDSM at least initially, depending how the uh, coalition talks go. But uh, it's not assured. I mean, this party was notorious for uh, blackmailing Zayev uh, every step of the way, both for the name change and for the. Um, that horrible law and state prosecutors when Zayev both needed uh, 81 votes, a two-thirds majority, and Bisa both, uh, at both occasions, blackmailed him badly, and uh, it's very likely they will uh, do so again. And Zayev has a bunch of other uh, smaller parties in his coalition. Vomero does as well. Right. But it's usually, mm -hmm. these are usually ethnic minority parties like Roma, Turks, Bosniaks, and... Uh, these usually side with the ruling party going into election. Uh, so Zayev, as a result, has more of these uh, not very reliable members of parliament elected uh, in his coalition. And then whoever forms the next government, if it's the same party, the same large party, they stick with the, the, the partner. But if it's someone else, they are very notorious for switching parties. Like, I mean, Amdi Bayram is one, so... Need I say more? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so the thing is that um, you know, SDSM can lose uh, both SDSM and Vimero can lose seats down to let's say forty, uh, but SDSM can lose seats down to thirty-five. Uh, I mean, uh, much much more than uh, than Vimero can. Uh, both uh, you know, if both Besa and uh, smaller ethnic parties show up unreliable. But the most important thing is that we've never had the two uh, parties this week. Maybe 2006 was something barely comparable when there was a large break in SDSM and Vomero was not... and Vomero was also split between Gruevsky and Ljubcho Gergievsky. But otherwise, you know, mm -hmm. the... and of course the 2016 elections with the weird Albanian switch toward SDSM. This time we did not see this. This time SDSM did not win uh, at least we don't have the results to compare things, uh, but right. uh, they won mostly in the urban downtown areas of Skopje and Bitola, losing everywhere else, everything that's rural, working class, they were they lost, but not by a large margin because they would have like a Roman neighborhood propping up the SDSM vote in uh, Stip or Prilep, where, you know, Vemera won among the Macedonians. So... Um, the point is that the both parties are pretty weak, uh, unusually weak, uh, at least, you know, after Gruevski taught us major election victories and uh, significant difference. No, uh, you know, question mark over who would form the next government. Now there is, you know, a huge question mark over how we form the next government. It's not even given that Pendarovsky would give Zayev the mandate, at least not on the first round. Right. Well, let's let's go through some of those scenarios. So let's just assume, though, that you know, for argument's sake, considering that, that it looks like Citizen and their coalition parties and Bessa, uh, and it's funny what you mentioned about Bessa and, and the blackmail and whatnot, considering the name oh, yeah. Albanian means yeah. honor. <laughs> um, it's ironic, deeply ironic. Um, but let's let's just assume that that you know. So you need sixty-one seats to play. Mm. Uh, right now, Citizen has forty-six seats. Uh, Dewey of uh, uh, the former NLA, Ali Akhmeti, the, for, the former terrorist turned party leader, has 15. Yeah. And and if you do the maths, 46 and 15, of course, is the magical number of 61. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start with that scenario. Now, first thing is that Ali Akhmeti has demanded, uh, I think he's, the actual campaign slogan was what? Why not? Yeah. Uh, immediately saying that, that uh, they would demand uh, that, this is before the election, they would demand that... Uh, they would be in a coalition with whichever party which would accept their demand that uh, they have an Al uh, ethnic Albanian yeah. prime minister, Nasser Zibiri, is uh, their, their man. Um, now, both Zoran Zaev and uh, Christian Miskowski said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, although I think, as you pointed out in a previous podcast, the uh, journalist Branko, Branko Geroski, who kind of uh, started exposing mm -hmm. all the, the citizen scandals well over a year ago, said that that means there will... That because Zayev said that there will not mm. be a ethnic Albanian prime minister, that means yeah. there will be because whatever he promises, he does the opposite. So he 
He promised he wouldn't change the Macedonian Constitution. He did. Uh, so, I mean, is it possible? I mean, what? Okay, let's get into incentives here. What motivates Zoranzai of more, Svetan? Is it power or money? Well, he's definitely a greedy... And, you know, the, the main thing about him is he, he did not have a legitimate, uh, like, a proper base in SDSM or in the country, at least not big enough to rule the country. And, uh, but was... Uh, uh, as a party, he was uh, ambitious to be party leader without any obvious human uh, capacity, integrity, and uh, you know charisma or anything. But uh, he was willing for this reason because he had no other thing going for him. He apparently became the most loyal person. Uh, the internationals who were heavily involved in the, uh, engineering the political outcomes in Macedonia, Macedonia over the past several years, very likely including. This, when, uh, this Wednesday, to have him as their loyal, uh, you know, puppet uh, for everything, uh, like the name change, etc. So, you know, what motivates him, I, I, I'm pretty sure a bunch of people like Ferchkovsky or these American advisors around him have fed him uh, some, uh, you know, turned his brain into mush, what little brain he had, uh, telling him that he's <laughs> like a historic figure, breaker of chains, of... Uh, Dogmas. And the George Washington of uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, that, that was what Biden said about Hashim Tachi, the George Washington. Of I know, Minnesota. I know. It's fantastic. He's not racist, apparently. For, for Tachi, you know, it's, it's something that Tachi should say. Hey! <laughs> you know? uh, so, um, I don't know. I mean, could conce conceivably, I mean, I, look, I've been in Macedonia now for almost 25 years. I've followed things quite closely. I, I, I can see a situation where Zayev would actually say, yes, after a lot of thought and deliberation and reflection, um, yes, we're going to make a coalition with Dewey and uh, Nasser Zaveri yeah. is going to be the ethnic Albanian Prime Minister of Macedonia. And for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, Zoran Zayev would still be calling the shots, yeah. although to a lesser degree because Ali Ahmeti would have a hell of a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, we know that, that uh, Nasser Zaberi, as a prime minister, would have zero power and would be doing exactly what either Ali Ahmeti mm. or Zoran Zayev agreed to. Uh, Zoran Zayev and Ali Ahmeti would then be able to uh, m divide up even more spoils, uh, engage in more fraud, mm. uh, without having the burden of being an elected official. No. Uh, they would be you know, behind the scenes and whatnot. So... It would almost give their corruption and fraud and thievery uh, and burgling yeah. uh, a, a thin veneer of... Um, of it wasn't uh, me. I'm sorry? It wasn't me. Plausible deniability. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Never so I could see that. Executive office famously. And now Zayf my drink. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, could, I could see that happening. Um, although... On the on the flip side, of course, Zoran Zayev loves to be in the limelight, the spotlight. He loves being feted by the uh, the international crowd, uh, who, of course, immediately after they part ways, laugh behind his back. But he doesn't. He's too stupid to realize that. Mm. Uh, so you know, so I could see him doing one or the other. He certainly doesn't give a damn about Macedonia's interests and yeah. about uh, you know the name, the identity, the history, the culture, etc. Everything is for sale under Zoran Zayev. So so. I, I suppose that's a possibility. Um, to your point of maybe Pendorovsky, for what, whatever reason, would give the mandate to Vomero, again, same problem, 44 seats. Uh, I suppose they could go in, let's see, with the uh, Alliance for Albanians, which got 12, Levitsa, which got 2, DPA, which got 1. Is that, is that 44? Uh, that's still not enough. No, it's not. it wouldn't be enough. But yeah, Levitsa would join. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, Dewey's uh, Buyer uh, Osman, everybody in Dewey is now, you know, very jubilant about this. Uh, they're saying that sure. we, they, they will have prolonged, protracted negotiations. They, they're not in a hurry either. And, uh, you know, Buyer Osmani tweeted uh, the math of uh, SDSM, but he made a point to divide SDSM and BESA separately. He said 42 plus 4 makes 46, plus our 15 makes mm -hmm. 61. But then he said Vimara, 44, uh, uniquely Vimara people, 
plus mm -hmm. two people from Livica, the two voters from the mm -hmm. members of parliament for this far left uh, party which uh, campaigned on Vimera's right on the name issue, opposing uh, the name issue. <laughs> Yeah, it gets really, really weird, really quick. Yeah, nationalists and socialists. Uh, uh, and right. he says, okay, so if uh, Levitsa joins with Vimera, they would obviously not join with uh, ISDSM, although they were former right. colored revolution protesters, etc. They would be 46, just like ISDSM, plus our 15, that makes 61. So basically, Dewey were saying, we can, we have two buyers for our, for what we are selling, not one which obviously hikes mm -hmm. uh, the price if there is competition between two sides which badly need our 15 votes and uh, how Vimera, I mean Vimera rejected uh, an Albanian prime minister uh, option right. but there is definitely, you know, at least Dewey, as Dewey imagines it. Vimera said we will begin the process of uh, discussing, uh, uh, forming a coalition as the party which won the most municipalities across the country. Obviously, it's an individual party. We have more votes. Uh, right. Nobody knows how many votes BESA got. Uh, we get, have more members of parliament. Uh, so you can compare the votes between Vimera and SDSM, but you know, as in members of parliament, Vimera have two more uniquely their members of parliament. So, uh, yeah, they said we will begin negotiations. Nothing has since materialized yet, at least in the public, except some, you know, well, the usual suspects demanding that Mitskovsky resigns because he did not deliver, you know, the people who sided with Zayev uh, over the name change, these blackmailed members of parliament, who basically work for Zayev and, and claim they speak for Vimera. But yeah, Vimera said we'll begin a, a coalition talks while Zayev, as you said, went on a vacation and is trying to played cool until the, at least on the surface, behind the scenes, he's, he's yeah. possibly also... Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Now, on that scenario, Vomero Dewey Levitsa, mm -hmm. uh, Vomero Christian before the election said, no way we'd ever accept a ethnic Albanian prime minister. Um, if they did, I think the party would be completely yeah. finished. Uh, it, it would fracture. Uh, now, let's look at the other possibility that Ali Ahmeti relents. What are, the, what are the possibilities there that he says, okay, we're going to be a kingmaker, but we uh, we don't absolutely have to have uh, an ethnic Albanian as prime minister. I I don't... He he, he sees that... Ali Ahmeti sees that he's got everybody by the short and curlies. Yeah. And so why, why would he give up that demand which he campaigned on and got five more seats than he had in 2016? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, now, uh, yeah. my, my, my main theory um, about the way things are developing is and, and how finely tuned the results <laughs> were. Again, I'm not saying mm -hmm. it was a fraud uh, of ballot stuffing, although this played a part. The, the, the selection of the date played uh, much of the, did most of the damage to the turnout. Uh, you know, we, had, we lost um, uh, maybe 200,000 people who would have voted and uh, many of them would probably have punished Zayev. Uh, um, yes. So, um, this played a part. Uh, the bribery of, you know, the poor, the Roma, etc. This uh, horrible, this huge uh, going into debt before the elections to divide all sorts of uh, trinkets like uh, vouchers and stuff like that to voters before elections. This played a part. Uh, so. I am not saying it's fraud, I'm saying it was heavily engineered by the same international uh, influencers over the past several years. It would be completely naive for sure. us to believe that all of the sudden, after engineering the colored revolution, Katicianova, uh, inventing Zayev out of whole cloth, the uh, Kale embassy and the other embassies here, just, okay, let's let this one play out the way it would naturally play out. <laughs> let's let let's finally leave, uh, allow these Macedonians who we normally won't allow them to declare their ethnic identity and their history and anything, what their country is called, let, let them choose a party and jeopardize, uh, you know, potentially uh, Prispa. My expectation is that um, this is going to lead toward, uh, you know, including the outsized uh, threats from 
Ali admitted that he's going to demand an Albanian prime minister, a mandatory Albanian language studies for Macedonian school children in elementary school, uh, a dual parliament, you know, two houses of parliament in which Albanians will always have a veto right over everything, uh, one of them representing mm -hmm. territories which would lead to partition. I mean, these are all the things Albanians are uh, throwing out, that this is going to lead toward um, a grand coalition between Vmro and SDSM, something which Zaev already announced, uh, and I think we discussed it uh, uh, in the last debate with Mitskovsky. He said to avoid uh, Ahmed's blackmail, let's us join forces. You know, if I won, you give me the votes I need. If you win, I give you the votes I ne you need uh, for a minority government, not a grand coalition, but, you know, there are several forms. Uh, technical governments like uh, ostensibly non-partisan people leading departments and two Vemoranis did some supporting it. Uh, grand coalition like German style, both parties go in with their political representatives. Uh, minority government, but then we don't know which party won, so which party is supposed to be the minority, supporting the minority government right. and which forms the government. The, there is um, a good, and you know, as the results were pouring in, Shakirinska gave out, out the play. She was speaking at uh, uh, one of the TV stations and she was, uh, you know, it was, un <laughs> made me want to puke in my mouth a little, uh, our shared <laughs> values, the corona crisis, uh, you know, the necessity to open new accession talks. How have we gotten to this point that we don't talk to each other, you know, anymore? You don't call me anymore. It was horrible. It was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, the thinking was was uh, clear that she wants a grand coalition between the two main parties. There is a chance to sell it to the public. Uh, we are protecting Macedonia, the country, from the blackmail of this criminal, corrupt former terrorist Ali Ahmeti with his ludicrous demand, so it could be sold both by SDSM and by Vemera to the Macedonian voters as we are being patriotic. But the real purpose of this, the, it would, you know, bring Dewey into retirement for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably the alliance would be invited to join and Zaev already has some Albanians elected on his list. So there would be a majority of Albanian members of parliament supporting this if the alliance joins. And uh, the purpose of this would be uh, clearly to entrap Vemero in an arrangement in which uh, a huge obstacle for Greece and the internationals is removed. The obstacle is that Vemero did not agree to the Presbytery. Now, right. in a grand coalition, you know, Vemero would share the responsibility, not have mm -hmm. the, the power, but would share the responsibility for, you know, they would probably be offered financial infrastructure, you know, departments where Vemara have excelled in the past, investments, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But SDSM would demand uh, foreign policy departments, defense, uh, foreign uh, European integration, uh, things like that, Speaker of Parliament maybe. And uh, while Vemara is working, uh, trying to fix some of the mess uh, domestically, economically, etc. Uh, SDSM would be going around saying North this, North that, and uh, Vemera would be ensnared in some sort of an arrangement uh, uh, to say, okay, but under the agreement we made, we are not using, we are maybe mothballing the issue until we have a clear outcome or something like that. So uh, this is my my reading of the situation, especially given what Zaev and Shekeriska have been openly seeing and how the numbers were engineered to the point where the Americans can tell the Greeks, okay, we have the other party now in the government as well, and they're using mm -hmm. the name. And after a while, you know, you can protract, prolong their EU accession until they have kept using this for like five, six, seven years. And you can rest assured that the treaty will stick, it will not be overturned, the next, uh, the name change will not be returned as soon as Vemera joins the EU and you have a Vemera government which has never agreed to this name. I mean, this is my 
theory, it yeah. can still, you know, a million things can go wrong, but... Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting one. Let me, let me, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because um, a couple of things. First of all, and I, and I know I sound like a broken record, and I'm going to keep repeating this, all treaties are worth the paper they're written on. Hmm. Um, if anybody tells you that treaties can't be revoked or annulled or ripped up, they're a bloody damn liar. And they know that too, but they, you know, they never admit to it. But, but that's, that's in the future. That's, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, even if Macedonia eventually got into NATO and then you rip up the treaties and, and, and piss on them. Um, that doesn't help us in the here and the now. Hmm. So, I, I get your point about Vomero going into a coalition and having to, you know, the, the various issues. I, I like way, the way you, what you said about mothballing it for now. It's kind of like, um, you know, the country that I'm sitting in right now never would have got off the ground if we hadn't mothballed the issue mm-hmm. of slavery. But then, of course, mm-hmm. we fought a war and uh, 600,000 Americans died yeah. uh, to uh, deal with that issue, that we, which we mothballed in 1776 and 1789. Moving forward, let's just assume for a moment that your the Grand Coalition thing and then Dewey goes into uh, into retirement for a while. The problem there, of course, is that Ali Ahmeti and his people still have itchy trigger fingers, and I mean that literally. And they've threatened. They they they're they're perfectly capable of starting a war because they've done it before, yeah. and they would be perfectly capable of doing it again. Uh, how much influence the Gringo Americans would have in tamping that down, I don't know. Especially again, as always, you have to consider that there's bond steel in Kosovo. And the Albanians in the region have, have threatened the Americans at Bonsteel before, and they're perfectly capable of doing it again. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just don't trust Ali Ahmeti and his people, uh, you know, not to, to try and cause a literal war. I think, I think they're always capable of it, and they always will until, they're, until they are destroyed as a party. And until, uh, you know, after Ali Ahmeti is dead, then those, ch- those chances uh, lessen, of course. Um, I mean, he would be so able, that's one. Yeah, he would be able yeah. to say that the alliance was now making some concessions with Vimera, so they're corrupt or, uh, you know, not that uh, big of a deal and a big shot Albanian protectors if the alliance is in and do is out. And, uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, this would, if my thinking is correct, this is a heavily yeah. engineered operation which, with the gringos in charge and, uh, you know, yeah. would, <laughs> what would he do here? Of course. Of course, the gringos, speaking of us Americans, we have our own problems oh, coming yeah. up right well right now and then coming up this fall and which is will affect world world oh, yeah. uh, issues oh, as yeah. well, but that's a whole other uh, I mean that means it would discussion. be given assurances, um, I suppose, of some kind. That nobody's yeah. going to prison or whatever. Yeah. Except he's going to hell. Yeah. Can't start soon enough. Um <laughs> yeah, sorry. totally, totally quick aside. I, I, I love listening to um, the editor's podcast uh-huh. with National Review and uh, the right honorable Charles C.W. Cook, who is an American citizen, mm-hmm. but British by birth, with his mellifluous voice. And <laughs> every now and then he just gets so worked up and talking about people on the left. And he says, well, I hope that they will go to hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have I have no problem, uh, which is funny because Charlie's an atheist. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh but I'm not an atheist. I'm a, I'm a Macedonian Orthodox Christian, and I do hope that Ali Ahmeti uh, departs this earth, because he will be going to hell. Uh, not soon enough, though. Um, anyway, off of um, eternal issues and back to the temporal issues here on earth, uh, Vumro, what if they were to just sit it all out and say, you know, we're not even going to participate? I mean, basically a boycott of the next parliament. Now, I know that throws everybody into a tizzy. They don't have a, you know, then then their voice isn't heard, etc. Um, something I haven't really thought, given much thought to. So I'm kind of, you know, speaking it out loud here on this recorded podcast now. Um, I mean, we have... because whatever government, if if any of the aside from the Citizen Vomero Grand Coalition, anything else, I think, is going to be very short lived. Yeah, it's just inherently unstable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We held corona elections, possibly infecting tens of thousands for nothing. Uh, this yeah. provided no uh, clarity, unless, you know, my theory is correct. I mean, we have another municipal election in uh, um, autumn next year, and we have history of moving them forward or backwards, municipal elections yeah. to fit with uh, general elections. So if whatever Frankenstein coalition is made, 
collapses, then, you know, obviously uh, there is a ch definitely election next year and, you know, very, very likely another general election. But, you know, what Zemmer uh, has lost a lot. They're already being accused of not doing enough, not doing much. They lost 10,000 mm -hmm. votes to a ludicrous uh, party led by a former advisor of Gruevsky, who is obviously, you know, uh, a Methodist preacher or something, uh, uh, working with Dan Donchev, uh, claiming that he's close to the Americans, but then turning around and becoming like, uh, we never give up the name. And then uh, he started campaigning on building hyper railways to Berovo, which is a city of 10,000, you know, hyperspeed <laughs> railway worth two billion. And uh, in the end, he said, we'll build a, a Aust uh, you know, cosmodrome, like a, a rocket center, like a center for spaceships in uh, in Kokino, yeah, you're, you're, and you're, no less. You're talking about Integra and Lucho yeah. Rostovsky. So. Yeah, and he won yeah. 10,000 votes, obviously stealing well, them from yeah. Vomera. Uh, on running to their right, Levitsa got like 35, 18,000 votes. 37,000, yeah. yeah. Some of them taken from SDSM because they were former colored revolution socialists, but some of them taken from from Vemera because they were being stronger on the name issue. Vemera has been conciliated, Vemera has been the grown ups, Vemera has mm -hmm. suffered uh, years of sustained uh, attacks using. Uh, uh, Albanian terrorists, uh, protests, which included both Integra and Levitsa people, uh, you know, the college revolution, uh, systematic arrests of everything that's, uh, you know, uh, active and uh, uh, notable in the, in the opposition. So, you know, the party has been attacked uh, persistently. And, you know, these two parties waltz around and say, well, we, you do, you're not doing enough. Uh, and, you know, they're not only not attacked by the embassies, they're actually actively encouraged to engineer the vote further. There there were four or five other similar parties which uh, siphoned votes off from Vimera uh, to a lesser degree. So, um, you know, at this point, uh, short of uh, powder keg, uh, you know, conspiracies, I'm not really sure what Vimera can do to... Uh, uh, project. I mean, v the way Vimera would have been a strong party in, uh, you know, and uh, sovereignist parties if they had been elected by a sufficiently large margin. Uh, right. If they got the votes very quickly, we saw this with Gruevsky, who was elected with a small majority, maybe forty-five, uh, maybe a, a seat more than what Miskovsky has in two thousand six, but then shortly. Then after the next elections, he uh, got into his own, and uh, once he got 61 seats, you know, there was no stopping him. Um, now, you know, Vomero would have gone through the same uh, path, and I, and I suppose that the embassies knew about this and uh, feared this would happen, so they uh, an, an effort was made to engineer these fake opposition parties, bribe who, need, who needed bribing, depressed the turnout with the corona, using the coronavirus and uh, you know, the scheduling the elections. So I'm not really sure. Uh, you have the Visegrad uh, approach and you have the German CDU approach of Grosse Coalitioning. And uh, I'm really not sure what Wimmer uh, needs to do. I'm, I'm sure that this is weakening the project North Macedonia, because uh, whichever way Vimera goes and whichever it's relevant, because uh, this will just lead to even more demands from other countries for concessions, whichever uh, type of government is formed. Now that you know everybody f sees Vimera as defeated in the elections, we have a growing nationalist, national socialist. Uh, you know, once you make a grand coalition, everybody goes into the radicals. Radical fringes, you know, many people go into the radical fringe if your center is indistinguishable one from the other, the left from the right. So, you know, we can see growth of uh, uh, parties like Levitsa and then, uh, you know, escaping the embassy laboratory and um, expanding in the wild. And then the Albanians, you know, they're obviously, especially if Biden is elected, uh, all bets are off. I mean, nobody 
would be able to control them. Right. Well, that's uh, to a quote from uh, John Pedoritz at Commentary Magazine. That's a bit of crushing morosity right there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 as you're speaking, I'm, I'm Googling here on, uh, on the internets um, the various election results over the years. I see. So Vomero's best year was 2008, June 1 yeah. elections, where it got 63 seats, 481,000 votes. Mm. Wow. Um, that was the high watermark. So, After Bucharest, yeah. And even though yeah. he got more than 500,000, but that was including uh, the municipal election. In his first, first election? Uh, even the second was particularly high turnout. 2000 and, well, let's see, what, 2009? Uh, 13. We had municipal elections at the same time. Oh, I was, I was looking at presidential 2009. Vomero got 453,000. Yeah, they were. And then 2014, he got 535,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This so that means. Some I mean, Albanians, is, I mean, DPA voted uh, secretly yeah. for even enough, and uh, the Roma that even though, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's the high watermark for a Vumero candidate. Now, that's a single candidate as opposed to a, a, a party or a coalition. But 535,000 votes uh, for President Ivanov in the 2014 um, presidential election. So, I mean, let's try and put a little positive, uh, not spin, but just let's, let's talk pure maths and, uh, and, and look at the numbers, which prove that th- there are... There are enough Macedonians who will vote for the center-right. There are plenty of them. Now, we've already talked about why they didn't come out during this election. Number one, the Coronas. Number two, middle of the bloody week, a Wednesday. Um, That's a mistake that should never happen again. Even though it was a non-working day, uh, those two things really suppressed the vote. Um... But, and, and in 2014, uh, well, actually, no, in 2014, uh, Gorevsky was still the leader of the party, of course. So, yeah. uh, but the point being that there are enough Macedonians who are, who do believe in the ideal of Macedonia, who are committed to preserving the sacrifices that have been made over many hundreds of years by Macedonian men and women for an independent Macedonia. Yeah. There are enough Macedonians who who want to see Macedonia preserved as Macedonia for generations of Macedonians yet unborn. They're there. Yep. The question is, you know, how do we get them out to vote? And not just to vote on election day, but the other 364 days of the year, how do we encourage them to come out and support Macedonia and do whatever it takes to make sure that Macedonian heritage and history and culture and language does not go the way of the Etruscans, who don't exist, by mm. the way, anymore. Or the Romans. Um, sorry? Or the Romans who... Or the uh, Romans. What have the Romans ever done for them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's there. It's just a question of, you know, what needs to be done, what can be done. I think... You know, Vomero right now has to go through a period of uh, reflection. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use the the term that that many other people. They need to go on a listening tour. Mm-hmm. Have a listening tour right now. No, they, they just need to sit down and have come to Jesus meeting, as we say, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and and come up with some strategies, um, regardless of of what happens in the next couple of weeks with the uh, the coalition talks and whatnot. I yeah. mean. We, we, we've, you know, in the past 45 minutes here, we've talked about, you know, a number of possibilities. I'm sure there's some we haven't talked about that could happen. Um, and it's just so bloody frustrating mm. to, uh, to see this. You know, I, I've heard in the past week, I'm sure you have as well, from, I've heard a lot from a number of uh, diaspora folks mm-hmm. who are just fed up and yeah, tired, yeah. as well as friends of Macedonia who aren't Macedonian yeah. that are fed up and tired. And, and as I keep telling them now, you... you you just got to keep fighting. There's just no alternative to it. There is no easy way. Um, and, it's, and I still believe that Macedonia is worth fighting for. Yeah, there is a, 
uh, you know, obviously a huge uh, reservoir of Macedonians uh, still, but uh, the problem is that there is a, a large, uh, smaller, but still significant, uh, big enough to swing elections with the help of the minorities, or the Albanians and some creative engineering. Uh, there is still a large res reservoir of people who are Macedonians, were Macedonians, uh, who, uh, you know, support uh, SDSM, no matter what they did, all the corruption tapes, all the, you know, the name change, mm -hmm. the selling out of the identity, etc. Uh, the results, what little results we had uh, were showed that these are the urban folks, just like, you know, the people who live uh, in the large cities uh, in the US or in the UK or in Germany, uh, you know, the, the, the Germans and the British and the Americans who live in these cities, and I'm not talking about minorities, but people who live in the urban zones, edu college educated, you know, uh, they're, you know, it's very questionable to what extent they're still American, English or German. And mm. uh, as they're willing to uh, put their country through, and they're actually very eager to put their countries through radical transformation of open borders and abandoning, uh, you know, tearing down monuments and uh, chastising the country for its history. And we have uh, a number of those mm. in the hundreds of thousands, and they vote. Uh, and um, it's going to end badly. I mean, I'm no longer, and others have you know, noticed, noted this on Twitter as well, I'm no longer certain we should be calling them Macedonians. I mean, we need a, a word to, uh, or maybe at least, you know, hyphenate Macedonians, uh, um, because we do not vote as if we are uh, a same tribe, a same people, which is objectively in an existential crisis. We had a war in 2001, we had a clear attack, assault from... Uh, into 2015, and we have constant reminders from our neighbors that they have ambitions on our territory, our history, culture, on our very lives. Um, and uh, we're not making it up. We're not imagining that we are threatened. NATO will do nothing for this. I mean, NATO will do nothing for to protect us uh, uh, if the rot from the inside spreads. I'm not much of a nationalist. Uh, but, you know, it's a matter of basic stability uh, of the country. It's mm -hmm. a huge problem the way these people vote. And, uh, you know, they can get to 61, but uh, of what? I mean, they, they, they will elect a government, but of what? Uh, and uh, just like, you know, people are amazed in the rural America that uh, what, what's happening in the universities and, and you know to make matters worse as you said how do we engage these people uh, pound per pound uh, their voters are more uh, you'll find more of them in the places where decisions are made in the public administration in the universities they're you know exclusively the people who embassies meet and who work in the embassies uh, uh, and um, you know, uh, this is the problem. I mean, we have obviously the the decent assault of the earth people are not corrupt, but the cities are not well. But okay, maybe the coronavirus will solve this problem for, for us. <laughs> and you gotta gotta remember the assault of the earth people. We have all the guns. Yeah. So eventually, when the war comes, and it will uh, yeah. globally. Uh, except in places like China and Russia and other authoritarian mm -hmm. societies where you can't do that. Uh, you know, we know who will who will win and who will lose, and that's just kind of the way it is, and that's the way it's been throughout all of history as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, gosh, I was trying to encourage everybody, and then you, you took us back <laughs> on that crushing morosity uh, path. The, the um, reality but, but, came. Yeah, but I, I, I like what you said about, um, yeah, I mean, yes, okay, yeah, so... The I coronavirus killing the left? Well, yeah, no, I like that too. But um, the the um, uh, I call them the transnet the Western transnational mm. elites uh, that we you know they're yeah, yeah government certainly the bureaucracy one hundred percent the State Department Hollywood academia the think tanks yeah. uh, and increasingly um, increasingly oh the media of course and increasingly sports yeah. um, so which is even the generals even your generals are now 
pussyfoot yeah. wearing uh, pinkos. Yeah, you got to listen to uh, Victor Davis Hanson, uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. historian who uh, talks a lot about that, and he knows it because he he knows this stuff. But um, yeah, so anyway, I, again, and I guess to join you on on uh, crushing Morosity Street, um, you know what what's going on here and there is happening all over. You mentioned Germany and some of the other places, some of the other Western European countries where, yeah, they don't actually give a damn about their identity uh, or their name. Although, you know, their name and identity isn't threatened, uh, so um, they don't care about it much anyway. Uh, But but Macedonians do. Um, You know, slight diversion here, I, I wrote this, I jotted down these notes here. It's, it's always fascinated me how the, you know, Estonia, a country I know mm-hmm. something about, and I've, you know, I've got a longer relationship with Estonia than I do with Macedonia. Um, but Estonia is a smaller country, about 1.3 million. About a third of its citizens are ethnic Russians, mm-hmm. uh, and yet the the State Department and others don't put as much pressure on the Estonians yeah. to accept Russian this and that as they do on the Macedonians to accept Albanian this and that. And there's one glaring, should be obvious reason mm-hmm. as to why. And that is because the State Department hates the Russians. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, by extension, they project it on us. They think as, of us as uh, Slavic, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, Orthodox. And, and the joke is that the, the State Department insisted that we reorganize our identity over Slavic over the Slavic element and uh, forego anything before that and beyond that, you know, the ancient Macedonian uh, Alexandrian identity. S- yeah. But then faced with the outcome, okay, yeah, but now that they're Slavs, they may side with Putin. Yeah, well, duh. And uh, they are, and you know, what has shocked uh, us here in the region the most is that uh, how eager the State Department is to. Um, join a cause with the Muslims in the Balkans and uh, and <laughs> yeah, we will be reliving idea. this story again especially if Biden yeah. is elected we'll have all this discussion yeah. we'll have four years to talk about this while yeah. we record from undisclosed locations <laughs> to the vi- various Balkan flashpoints where I'll yes. be moving around well we're running long here so let's do this let's, let's end let's end with a quote by a Russian okay I, I love quoting Russians, especially uh, when we know that some of our friends in the State Department are listening. Um, a quote by, of course, the greatest writer of the 20th century, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, the spirit is capable of reversing the direction of even the most fatal process. It can, it can pull us back even from the brink. And uh, in, in that quote, spirit is capitalized. I'm not sure, because um, I just found this, I'm not sure if he's talking about the Holy Spirit or he's talking about the human spirit. But either way, it works. The spirit is capable of reversing the direction of even the most fatal process. It can pull us back even from the brink. Yeah. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. So as we walk down crushing Morosity Street, we, we need to remember the, the wise words of Alexander Solzhenitsyn that, you know, even when it's that dark, mm-hmm. it's still possible to reverse it. So yeah. yes, let's end can, on that. Let's end, end on a happy note. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll have plenty more news uh, to talk about in uh, this is episode eighty one in uh, this is episode eighty in episode eighty one. Uh, we'll we'll uh, have a little more information. Good talking to you, Sutton. You too, buddy. Take care. You too.